Lenten Messiah with Andrew Klein-Smith for MessiahFilm.com Session 11, Good News, A Humble and Lowly King Welcome to you, my name is Andrew Klein-Smith. Let me read to you Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation is he, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Zechariah's prophecy is a radical one. A king is coming who has salvation to give, a king to restore and renew God's people. But he's not a king like any other. What marks this king above everything else is the antithesis of all the paradigms of power and of rule in Zechariah's world. This king is humble and mounted on a donkey, a young donkey's colt, in fact. No war horse, no strong and muscular uh, stallion with bronze chariot for this king, no pompous or arrogant demeanour, no self-serving interest. He is the epitome of humility and weakness. He comes with a salvation that will rescue and renew the people. In the New Testament, Jesus entered Jerusalem to loud acclaim, riding on the back of a donkey that had been tethered alongside her young colt. You can read about this in Matthew chapter 21 from the first verse onwards. This happened toward the end of his ministry, just a week before his crucifixion. Matthew says explicitly in his account, that this was the fulfilment of what Zechariah had seen coming. Jesus is the king who's coming to rescue and renew the people. Jesus is the king who is coming to rescue and renew the people. Jesus is the one who comes so humbly and with no display of might. As I've been working through these texts that form the story of the Messiah, I've wondered if Jennings had St Paul's words in Philippians 2 verses 6 to 11 in mind as he structured the whole work. Let me read those words for you. Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. But he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of humanity and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. There is a descent and then an ascent of Jesus in these verses. In the Messiah, we are also taken on this journey. We've seen so far in this first part of the oratorio, the descent of God's eternal Son in his incarnation. With the verse from Zechariah today, we anticipate the second of the three parts of the Messiah, that look at the coming depths of his descent to the death of the cross. And then having gone through these depths, 
we then see his ascent into glory in the final part of this great oratorio. Jennings understood the message of Scripture, and he saw that it is impossible to understand Jesus through the paradigms of power we experience in the world. Jesus' authority comes from his humility. Jesus' humility is not utilitarian. It's not that Jesus is using humility to accomplish something and then throwing that humility off once he's done what he needed. Humility, true humility, can never be a ploy. I think we all sense the wrongness when someone is doing this with us, using fake humility to manipulate us in some way. Perhaps in literature the most stunning example of that is Uriah Heep in Dickens' great novel. Jesus is humble through and through, and his kingdom always is worked in humility and gentleness. He comes not to do his own will, but the will of him who sent him. That's the very heart of humility, and so it is the very heart of all true authority. The great power that conquers the world and rescues and redeems all those who are in bondage to sin and evil and death is the power of holy obedience, holy humility. That is the only kind of power that God can trust, and it is the only kind of power that we can finally trust and rest in. Let me pray. And I'm using a prayer from a prayer book for Australia, a prayer for use on Palm Sunday. Almighty and everlasting God, of your tender love towards us, you sent your Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ, to take upon him our flesh and to suffer death upon the cross, that all should follow the example of his great humility. Mercifully grant that we may both follow the example of his patience and also be made partakers of his resurrection through the same Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.